Blog Talk Radio. I must really like you people. And when I say you people, I mean all of our great listeners out there. It is Wednesday night. We are back. Episode 102. And the reason I say I must like you, Tim, because, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, Tim Dombrova is here. Don't say anything, Tim, because I know you have a very important announcement coming up. But I do want to say, before, before we roll into it, this is for Tim. get that out of the way but the reason i say i must like you it is wednesday night the second official night of the nba season my wolves are on right now playing a brooklyn team it's it's a very close game when i stepped in here also you know me in pro wrestling i'm dvring pro wrestling two shows on i still haven't watched nwa power on youtube but here i am with you all my wonderful, wonderful Wide Men Can't Jump family. And you know what? I do like you guys. Thanks again for listening in, everybody. we got a great show of Wide Men Can't Jump headed your way. We're going to talk all sorts of hoops tonight. But before we get there, here's a friendly PSA from the man up north. Take it away, Tim. The following is a Wide Man Can't Jump uh, public service announcement. Hey, everyone. This is Tim from the Great White North. Um, it's come to my attention that uh, some of you are maybe having a problem with my Canadian accent, can't quite uh, understand what I'm saying, or perhaps you're a bit confused by some of the words, or maybe you just find my uh, accent uh, humorous. You know who I'm talking to, Danielle, baby. Me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm, I am from Canada, and we do say things uh, differently than you Americans, so we should probably maybe have a quick uh, tutorial here. Uh, explaining uh, some of our word usage and you know, maybe even uh, crack a couple of ha-has at the way Tim talks. Of course, I could go to the stereotypical Canadian who you know, talks like this. Good day, eh? I'm uh, Tim. Uh, welcome to the Great White North, eh? Uh, take off, you hosers. What's that all about, eh? <laughs> but most of us don't really talk like that, although some of it does tend to sneak in from time to time. So, uh, with that in mind, let's go a quick uh, quick look at some words that Canadians use that maybe Americans don't use the same way or maybe don't even use at all. Uh, first off, if a Canadian asks for a Caesar, he doesn't want a salad, he wants a drink of vodka and tomato juice and celery in it. It's all the Bloody Mary up here, but we call them Caesars. Uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> if a Canadian says, uh, are you going to wear a Canadian tuxedo, He's referring to uh, blue jeans and a blue jean coat. Um, <laughs> I can't uh, exp- uh, the commotion at uh, weddings where Americans show up in full suits. Incredible. Uh, a toboggan. That's a sled, people. For going down hills in the wintertime in, with snow. Toboggan. Say it slowly. A timbit is a donut. It's a donut hole, actually. We don't waste them here. You Americans probably throw them out. We keep them. We need them. Uh, we don't have faucets. We got taps, baby. No one has a faucet in Canada. It's ridiculous. Um, a dart. 
in Canada is not something you throw at a board. Well, it is, but a dart is also a cigarette. Although we don't condone smoking here on Wide Men Can't Jump. Um, if you get dinged in Canada, you weren't in a car accident. That means you had to cough up some money for something. Cough up means to give. That might be the same in America. I don't know. Uh, what else do Canadians say? Uh, that, uh, a Chinook. That's a warm wind in the wintertime. Of course, most of the Americans don't have winter. So a warm wind really isn't worth talking about. But up here in Canada, <laughs> big deal. A toque. That's something you wear on your head to keep warm. And, of course, it's worn by hipsters in the summertime, morons. <laughs> What else we got? A keener. A keener in, in Canada is a brown noser. It was a, someone who is a suck-up, a nerd. Of course, it's the letter uh, Z, people. Not Z. It's a Z, and I don't give a fuck about the song. Nah. If it ruins it, I, I don't care. Uh, what else we got? Uh, a lot of Canadians don't use uh, the word rain gutters. They're eaves troughs. I have no idea where that came from. Um, a Mickey is a small bottle of alcohol. That might be the same in parts of America. I'm not sure. Uh, what else we got? Uh, a 2-4. That's a case of beer with 24 cans in it because no self-respecting Canadian would ever bother with a 12-pack. A click. Well, that's just short for kilometer, which is what the sane world uses for measuring distances. And unlike you, Yankee dogs... Who have to use miles just to be different, I guess. A kerfluffle. That's a scrap or an argument when you're getting a kerfuffle. Uh, pogey. Well, that's what you're, if you're on the dole, which I don't even know if you guys use that either. Uh, if you're on unemployment, you're getting pogey. Uh, Molson muscle was one I used to know about as a younger man. Ah, that's what, uh, if you got a gut and you drink beer. Molson being a brand of beer in Canada, so you get the Molson muscle. If you're going to header, that doesn't mean you're going to uh, knock a ball into a soccer net with your head. It means you're leaving. We're going to header out. <laughs> uh, rotten Ronnie's. Well, that's just McDonald's. Or as we call it here, McDick's. Uh, Giver. I think uh, some Americans use that, but some don't. That just means uh, you really got to go for it. you got to give her. Of course, the loony and the toony, well, those are the $1 and $2 coins. And uh, if you're getting a soaker, did you get a soaker? That's not a hot tub. Well, it is, but it's not in Canada. That means you stepped in a puddle of water and got your feet wet. You got a soaker, or a booter, is what that's called. And, of course, one of the most popular ones, and most important, a double-double. Yeah, sure, it is something you can do in basketball, but more importantly, it's a coffee with two milks and two sugars ordered at Tim Hortons, eh? Double-double. Oh. If you don't like these things or you didn't understand any of them, well, you're just a hoser, and you can take off, eh? Because no one needs you, no one cares. The Great White North rules. Good day, eh? Good day. Welcome to Wide Men Can't Jump, ladies and gentlemen.
You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. You know, I learned quite a bit from that little PSA announcement, Tim, so thank you for that. Hey, Nate, uh, you got a toonie I can borrow, you keener? Mm, I'm just going to go have a Mickey. <laughs> uh, uh, get me a two-part while you're there, will you? Okay. Uh, maybe a double-double. That'll help wake me up. Double-double. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. I had, actually heard, I had actually heard the term Mickey before. So uh, there was a couple of those. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard that. But a lot of those I didn't know. We're always learning here at Wide Men Catch Up. Yeah, you know, I actually learned a um, – you know what they call in England? Of course, England has language like that, as, as does the United States and a lot of other places. Do you know what they call, you know what's called a French letter in England? I do not, sir. That is a condom. A French letter. I wonder what the... A French letter. I wonder what the entomology of that is. Well... I have no idea, but that's uh, yeah, that's a that's a phrase. Of course, you know, you know, knickers is underwear over there and things like that. But spotted dick, God, not the queen. <laughs> Hello, Nate. Oh, goddamn. How are you there, Nate? My almost loyal subject in the Americas. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, love, you still love your queen, Nate Bush. Uh, sure. Why not? We will rock Did you, you with a good one. That your queen is a big, big fan of the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> well, then the queen will be very happy right now. As right now, oh. the Hornets are uh, Hornets are rolling at the half, sixty-three fifty-five over your playoff team, Tim, the Bulls. Goddamn! Well, hey, I can be wrong, mate. No, nah, I mean been I've wrong. been wrong before. Hell, been I was wrong, wrong last yeah. night. I was wrong last night as a bunch of a bunch of hosers in New Orleans fucked me over on a on the bet. But we'll get back to that later. Um let's go ahead and we'll start off today. I don't know if uh you heard this news. After of course first game the uh, the game that seemed to be what everyone was talking about after last night. The Lakers um Falling short of the Clippers last night, the final score of that one was 112 to 102. The Clippers win in the Battle of Los Angeles. Um, nice game, really, from a lot of players. Anthony Davis had 25 and nine. 
Uh, Danny Green, my God, 28 points, seven rebounds, two steals. Danny Green was killing it. Plus seven for Danny Green, plus three for Anthony Davis. Uh, guys were tearing it up for the Clippers side. 36 and five for Kawhi. He's just, he's incredible. And if you don't think so, leave, please. Uh, Lou Williams, 21, seven assists. Lou finished at plus, fit, plus 13. Kawhi at plus five. Montrez Harold plus 15. Patrick Beverly only had two points, but little point guard Patrick Beverly had 10 rebounds and six assists. He finished at plus 13 as well. A lot of good from last night for a lot of players. But ladies and gentlemen, this episode's called the LeBron Chronicles for a reason. Now, LeBron did have a double-double last night. 18 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. He finished at minus eight in the plus-minus last night. Seven of 19 shooting from the floor. One of five from three, five turnovers in last night's ball game. The only guy with more turnovers, Kawhi Leonard. He made up for it, though. Tim, you watched the game last night. What was your thoughts on LeBron James and his performance? So, you know what was very odd? And I haven't heard this mentioned anywhere, but it just occurred to me right now. Okay. Why, why were the Lakers in their home uniforms? They actually weren't. Yes, they were. They were wearing their yellow. Their whites are their homes. I thought their yellow was their home jerseys. And purple I think the away. whites are. Pretty sure the whites are their home jerseys. Well, are, not, are not the Clippers? Then why, then why weren't the Clippers in their whites? They were wearing blue. Were. I think they were wearing their alternatives. Uh, I, I think the I think the NBA sucked the dick of the of the Lakers once again. I got to look into that. Anyway, I think uh, I think a lot of times these days is as long as you can tell the, the jerseys apart and the they're not like the, black versus brown, or as long as you can tell the difference, I don't think the NBA is really going to get mad. But, like you can wear your reds that, and another team wear their blues. It's fine. But I know that the home team has right of refusal. If the if the visiting team says, "Hey, we'd like to wear our third jersey," the home team can say no because it's the same in hockey. So if if it, if it was, the Clippers had to have okayed it. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, anyway. if they were wearing their blue jerseys last night. I'm sure they weren't upset about it. Yeah, they won. Who cares? But Clipper fans, yeah. Who cares? We won. Uh, to get to LeBron, though, um, did LeBron play in the fourth quarter? His, yeah. stats sure did, his stats sure didn't look like it. Yeah, he played. He, he did uh, play the. He played 36 minutes last night. The only Laker that played more was Anthony Davis. I mean, I, I'm willing. I mean, let's. It's it's well known. I'm not a big LeBron guy. I'm but not I also, but I also will not deny the man's talent. He's one of the greatest basketball players ever to step on court. That being said, he was pretty ordinary yesterday for a guy who. Shot his mouth off about how he was uh, fully energized, ready to tear it up this year. Lakers was going to be different. Uh, I saw several times, Nate, when you and I were talking on the phone that LeBron still doesn't know how to play defense very well. He kind of just wanders around a little bit and uh, doesn't cover his man. Uh, He didn't – I mean, if I didn't know a thing about basketball, which admittedly I'm still learning, but if I just watched that game and you told me, well, who – who are the star players? He wouldn't have been one of them. I mean, you can't rely. And when, when Danny Green has 28, 
And Anthony Davis has almost a double double of twenty five. You can't you can't lose that game. Like how many nights is Danny Green gonna get twenty eight points? I say not exactly. that many. I mean, I mean he I, was on he was on fire. Fire. Yeah, he can do anything else. Seven I of would, nine from three. I would have said that yesterday, if nothing else, I mean it's only one game. But it did prove how thin the margin is going to be for the Lakers this year. That their best players do not have big games. They're losing because they haven't got nothing else. I mean, let's be honest here. If you're LeBron James, you've got to score in the twenties. You have to at, because at look least. at the rest, look at at least like at least like you should average at least I'll say twenty two a game. Now I'm not going to say that every night he needs to have more than that, but you got to get twenty almost every night. I mean, my God, you're LeBron James. Now, I granted, mean, is... I'll give credit where credit is due. He had a lot of assists. He played well on assists with assisting the ball. He he rebounded well. He actually led the team in rebounds. So I mean, you can't get that mad at him. But when you're playing a marquee team like the Clippers, that is a, that's a deep squad. Listen to the, listen to the points here. Just, let's go with the points for now for the Clippers. Kawhi at thirty, typical night for Kawhi. Seventeen from Montrez Harrell. Twenty one from Lou Williams. Jermichael Green had twelve. Mo Harkless had ten. And then you look at you know, and everyone else was in single digits. But man, that's a lot of contribution there. That's one, two, three, four, five guys. Five guys in double figures. Only what two of them start? Two of them start. I mean, that's insane. Then you look at the Lakers, Anthony Davis, 25, LeBron, 18, Danny Green, 28. Nobody else was in double figures. Nobody. Granted, Avery Bradley was close. He had eight, but nobody else was in double figures. Makes no sense to me. Something else I I think I might have noticed. I don't know. Somebody with maybe more basketball acumen than me may have to speak to this, which would be you, Nate. Was it just me, okay. or did LeBron did LeBron also not want any of Kawhi Leonard last night? Oh no! And that's another thing. Is early on in the ball game, I think that the Lakers got out. They got out to a hot start. And they played well early on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they were they weren't owning the Clippers per se. But they got out and started hot. Played very very well. But as the game wore on, Tim. You could see it. You could see as the game wore on that the Clippers' smothering defense was absolutely wearing on the Lakers. They had no answer for anybody because Patrick Beverly was absolutely – Patrick Beverly was guarding everybody. He was guarding LeBron, and I noticed LeBron put his elbow like right in Beverly's throat. They oh, called yeah. it the chicken wing to kind of back him yeah. off. I think he might have gotten um, in his head a little bit at, at at some point during that game too, because he was talking trash. And then to oh, yeah. get to, and then to get to your next point, which you posted on the the uh, Wide Men uh, Facebook page, that he made the comment after the game that uh, uh, what networks should stop showing LeBron highlights when he when the Lakers and LeBron suck during the game. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say LeBron sucked because I don't think he well, sucked. But he, but he 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 made he inferred that LeBron really didn't do that much, and yet the entire highlight package of the game was LeBron doing things, 
and they oh, lost yeah. the game by 12 points or whatever it was, 12, 10, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where were the, where's, you know, and uh, somebody did make a good point on the page. Uh, that, you know, well, LeBron still drives uh, clicks and views and all that stuff. He does. Uh, and that's, that's a legitimate point. But Very legitimate uh, point. I think we may have seen, at the very least, I'm not writing LeBron James off or anything, don't get me wrong, but I think we may have seen the dawning of a change of guard at the top that somebody else is going to claim the throne of the best player and he will no longer be... He will still be a good player, maybe even a semi-great one, but he will no longer be in the discussion of the best player in the league anymore because he isn't. Well, it's one game. Let's let's just say that he looks. It's slow, one game. He looks slow and old, and he shouldn't in game one. He's well rested. All this talk about how much he played. Okay, fine. But that's no longer. That's not an argument anymore. He should have been. He should have made a statement last night, and he didn't. So, I'm just saying. I'm not saying we're seeing the beginnings of it. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. I'm say I won't rule LeBron James out of anything yet. Guy don't put up the numbers and win like he does because he sucks. But he, uh, Father Time, will win that fight, and we are. I think we are seeing the beginnings of him starting to lose that fight. I mean, there's a possibility. I'm not going to write him off yet. Uh, check back with me around December, and we'll talk. Uh, but as of right now, I'm definitely not going to say LeBron James is, is there yet. I mean, and I'll say this, everybody's entitled to have a bad night. I, God knows I've seen a lot of players have bad nights in the league. Now, granted, you're not going to get a a lot of bad nights from a lot of players in the NBA level, especially on the caliber of LeBron James. But he did not have the greatest night last night. Uh, I'll no, that. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a call. Ladies and gentlemen, the return. It's been a minute. The return of the one and only Jeff. Welcome back, Jeff. Woo! Oh, man. Did, did I just hear, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, did I just hear one? My goodness, I'm taking aback. Did I hear one of these? Woo! That you did. Woo! Uh, well, welcome, welcome sir, aboard, Jeff. If you want to talk wrestling, sir, uh, you have the wrong show. Um, <laughs> but, but does he though <laughs> no not really hey Jeff how's it going buddy pretty good how about you guys thought it had been a minute so I thought I'd call in and uh, I was, glad can't, you're back uh, be, can't be on too long but uh, just wanted to see what was going on after yeah. opening night last night uh, well, give us, I think uh, uh, we found out who the real king of LA was and that's King Kawhi Oh, Lord, ah. Jeff, with a hot take. All right, you my man, Jeff. I, I, I concur. <laughs> Something else. Uh, how about uh, MJ saying that uh, Stephen Curry was not yet a Hall of Famer? He still, yeah, we, we still haven't got, got to that to yet. With. Well, you know, we talking ahead, about Tim. that, I, I did read today that uh, somebody said that he off-air – he clarified that statement that it was a literal one. Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer yet, <laughs> and won't be <laughs> in, in, until he yeah. retires and waits out of his years. Yeah, was what he wanted, what he meant. But yeah, we we I think we talked off air, didn't we, Nate? But there's no way Steph Curry's not getting in Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, 
Um, apparently, I and, and I'll give a shout out to her. Rachel Miller sent me a a message saying this. Um, Magic Johnson tweeted out after the fact that the reason why um, LeBron said that was, or not LeBron, excuse me, Michael Jordan said that was if he did say Steph Curry was a Hall of Famer, he could get fired. Now, granted, that's Magic Johnson, so take it with a grain of salt. But that was what Magic tweeted, because Michael's an owner, he can get in trouble for saying things like that. Who's firing him? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, who's going to fire the guy that owns the majority of the team? If the the NBA was dumb enough (laughs) to remove Michael Jordan from partial ownership of a team because he said somebody wasn't a Hall of Famer, oh, good Lord. Actually, I think uh, if they if they remove Jordan from power in Charlotte, he they may actually throw Adam Silver a parade. While he's the greatest well, of all time when it comes to playing basketball, he is definitely not one of the greatest of all time in terms of uh, no, managing a team. That that is true. He is not making the Hall of Fame on his builder credentials. No, definitely yeah, that's not. That's true. I agree. I agree with that. Also, uh, he, there were several moves that. The, the Jerry's made back in the nineties that he wasn't crazy about and, uh, ended up working out for him. So, um, he referred to one of the Jerry's as crumbs. <laughs> That's how he tells about him. But. Well, he's one of those guys that thinks that everybody, um, is him, right. You know, like in the sense of, well, this makes sense to me. So it should make sense to everybody else. And great player, great players don't really, it's kind of hard to, they, they don't really think it, through the same way that somebody else has to, right? It's you know, this great players have never been great coaches. Not normally. Oh. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Larry, Larry Bird wasn't a bad general manager. He was yeah, right. he's a good general he manager. Did. Yeah, he was. And he right. won Coach of the Year that one year. They about upset Jordan and them in the playoffs. But, yeah, but Kevin McHale wasn't a terrible coach. But most most super good players, they just don't have the patience because what comes so naturally to them doesn't yeah. to others and and always remember good. that and always I remember that when, when it comes to those those great players that try to coach it's also one of those um they never had to be coached per se because they kind of just did what they want yeah there's there's some ego in there too that i you know, absolutely I am, I am great and therefore anything i say must also be great and that's not always the case either and yeah, I mean that's true, but uh, let me bring this up, Jeff. Let me let me ask you this: um, When you saw, I, I don't know how much of the games you watched last night. Um, what did you we'll think? Of, did you watch? Good. I watched. Uh, I know you don't like it, but I watched a little bit of game one, and I watched. I was surprised that the Pelicans played as well as they did. And game one uh, of what? That's a good. It's a good. It's a good sign. What is game it? Game one of what? Yeah, that's right. Game one of what? Tim, tell okay. Game one. I loved what it. Was what? Last night. What, was, what was wrong with game? What was wrong with the game one of We Are the North? I, I, what, what's the problem? Yeah. I mean, I know the game ones were last night. Game one started regular season. I don't know what you're talking about. The World Series. Oh, who cares? Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, hey. Tim, don't knock it. The World Series of Poker is an absolute great program. <laughs> I tune into it. it it's I it's fun to watch. The, uh, yeah, I didn't know that the World Series of Cricket had begun yesterday. The nation's capital took a 1-0 lead. 
Yeah, so they're, I up, actually, they're up early right now too. I actually didn't see it because they're 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 trying to buck the trend there. That, that uh, I think the experts picked Houston and right. The Nationals are trying to uh, put an end to that. But speaking of the the Toronto game, uh, it'll be good to see the Expos get a title. But anyway, Tim, yeah, go ahead. I think we we found out what we all said about the the Raptors, even though they did win, took them overtime. They're going to be okay, but they're not going to be great. Uh, we saw some great performances from a few guys, uh, Siakam and uh, Fred Van Fleet in particular. Siakam was both, nice. Siakam both, was very, very nice last they were night. Both, they were both pretty good, but uh, Toronto's got some depth issues, I think. Uh, they said they're, they're, they're going to be all right, but they're, they're not going to win. If they don't have the horses to – because if Zion Williamson was playing last night, Pelicans might have won that game. You know, Tim, I, I thought the same thing, but then again, you got to look back at it. Would they? Because I got to look at it this way: Zion Williamson plays last night. People are gonna they're gonna pay a lot of attention to him. He's gonna get a lot of the looks. But if Zion plays last night, does Nicolo Maley get in? And that's a guy who was absolutely just killing it from outside last night. Four or five from three, fourteen points for him. Plus 11 so, in the plus-minus for Nicole okay, Maley. But he, yeah, but if he's not out there and doesn't get his 14, but Williamson plays and gets 30. True, but, I mean, do we know Williamson can get 30? I mean, granted, well, we, we think he can, but we've we never can, seen him do it in the NBA yet. No, this is true. But you got, Hey, come on now. I was the guy who said that, and you were the one who was on the Zion for president bandwagon. So. I, I still think Zion's an incredible talent, but, again, last night – I mean, we think that we think, I mean, no, I mean, they may have one. You may be right. It's a thing we won't really know. Uh, I may be right. You may be. Nate Bush. What is this all about? (laughs) Here's, here's the person I want to talk about. I want to talk about Nick nurse was a fine coach, uses his left and right turn indicators to borrow from Jim Cornette. But I want to know this last night. The, the final play of regulation, Norman Powell from about midcourt. Somebody please tell me who the hell drew that play up. That was atrocious. Kyle Lowry <laughs> didn't touch the ball. Mark Gasol <laughs> didn't touch the ball. Did you consider that poor shot selection, Nate? Poor shot selection. I mean, <laughs> he threw the ball in. There was nine seconds left on the clock. It wasn't like it was a catch and shoot. If it was a catch and shoot, I'd kind of understand. But he throws the ball inbounds. He catches it, and he just backs up to half court, and he's got one guy looking at him, Whoa. and he, he just dribbles, 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 and then pulls up from forever away and bricks Ooh. it, and we go to overtime. It's like, why would you shoot that shot? Now, granted, he, granted, they did win in overtime, but still, Jesus. He saw the uh, Ben Simmons YouTube videos and thought he could make the shot from three, too. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't, well, I didn't watch the, uh, the, the Sixers are playing tonight. I haven't watched any of their stuff yet. Uh, they're, they're actually trailing at the moment, uh, only by five. It's on ESPN. If you're listening live, uh, you can pull that up. Let's, let, let's take a look here. Has Simmons shot a three? Let's, let's play that game. No, no threes from Ben Simmons. Oh, uh, by the way, for the record, uh, my Bulls are uh, now leading 75-73. So, uh, <laughs> Again, hey, you're right. So, uh, screw you, Nate Bush. <clears throat> my Clippers are 1-0. Oh. 
Oh dear God, Jeff! <laughs> oh, have, have you claimed the Clippers now? Have you? I know for I know for a damn fact Jeff is, is a New York Knicks fan. Don't get in, get, get out of that shit. My Western Conference team, though. Oh, your Western oh. Conference team. Okay. <laughs> One right, of those assholes. Yeah, yeah, you'll be on the. You'll be booked for the Sunday night roundtable. We will verbally thrash you for your bullshit. Uh, here's what we give that. Take off, Jeff. Nah, you're you're fine. But but no, the Pelicans. I thought the Pelicans Sorry, played pretty well. You're one of probably to... several million people who are going to be claiming that they've been closet no, was, that they've been closet Clipper fans for years. Yeah, yeah I did notice Jeff limping fans. the other day. I, I noticed he was limping because. He twisted his ankle jumping off that bandwagon. Uh, Nate, but, Nate Bush, look at your Timberwolves go. Oh, I know. I look know. at that score. How are they going to manage know. to blow? How are they going to manage to blow that in the second half? How's that? Going they to will. Don't you listen, sir? The third <laughs> quarter is a long quarter. They're up 16 points on the Brooklyn Nets uh, on the road, yeah. no less. On the road um, in Brooklyn, 59-43 as we speak right now. Carl Anthony Towns already has 11 points with eight rebounds. They do so, not have uh, a single player in the lineup who has not put points on the board tonight. How about that? Everybody on the bench has scored. Meanwhile, if you look at uh, Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving has 23 of the 43 yes. that Brooklyn the has rest, right now. Levert's got nine, and that's the, the rest of the team has done very little. Yep. How's, that's uh, what I was the rookie afraid door. of. Who is it? The rookie, Culver. Oh, Culver? Uh, Culver has four points. All right. It's a good start. He's actually plus 14 in the plus minus right now, so it's a nice little oh, nice he start. He's only, played, yeah. he's only played nine minutes, so. Still, you got to get your feet wet. It's early. It's early still. I'm not going to celebrate anything until that final, final buzzer, So, because uh, I know Timberwolves in the third quarter, and I know what happens there, so. I'm being very, very cautious in my celebration of what's going on. But anyway, let's look back again. Last night, Pelicans and the Raptors, you both saw, and Jeff was Jeff was asleep because he was watching a baseball game. But, Tim, you saw. Siakam <laughs> played well. You mentioned him. He had 34 last night with 18 rebounds and finished at plus five. Uh, Van Vliet, 34 points, seven assists, plus 18 in the plus minus, man. Fred Van Vliet making an early case for a potential sixth man of the year run with that. Lowry had 22. Ibaka finished with 13. They got to get Mark Gasol more involved, in my opinion. Granted, he shot two of nine, so he had a poor shooting night, but only six points and four rebounds. Mark Gasol is better than that. I think they got to get him involved more. What do you guys think? They're 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 still you know game one. They're well, yeah, it's the first feeling, game. I mean, yeah, they're, still, they're still feeling out. I mean, come on, Twilight I mean, isn't there anymore. That's a huge hole. They got to pat. They got to patch up somehow, and they're still going through rotations and all that nonsense. Figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. I mean, they looked okay to me, but not great. In all honesty. Again, um, playoff team, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, but, but not a not a championship threat, I no, don't think, no. unless somebody really picks it up even more. But 
Um, said they got no be- they don't have a lot of bench. You know, they only played eight guys yesterday. And everybody else rides the pine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Raptors are going to be the, they're going to be like they were before Kawhi showed up. They're going to be all right. Might get in there. Might might win around maybe possibly, but yeah. that's about it. I agree. I mean, they could. Also. OG Ananobi, I think, has got a little ways to go still. He finished at plus twelve. He had eleven and seven. I really like OG Ananobi, so we'll see how he develops throughout the season. But the Raptors probably should have lost last night, but they escape at home with the win. Um, and of course, they do it in overtime and uh, screw everybody that bet on the Pelicans. Um, yeah. Seven and a hook was the which line, is, and the Raptors is, win by eight in overtime. Which seems like a really cool thing to do for the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> Drew Holiday for Drew Holiday had a rough night uh, last night. He really six of fifteen shooting, um, but he only shot sixteen percent from three. Thirteen points. In, Brandon Ingram yeah, finally starting to look. And I was impressed with him and the little bit I watched. Yeah, like Brandon Ingram finally, night. finally showing what he can do. 22 points, five rebounds, five assists, two block shots. He shot 42% from the field, uh, two of five from three. But, man, Brandon Ingram needs to needs to beef up on defense a little bit. But other than that, his offense looked great last night. I think Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram getting away from L.A. and getting away yeah. from LeBron and getting away from the spotlight yeah. may have been the best thing for him. Took the words out of my mouth. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed. And, uh, he, I mean, really, if he stays in L.A., he's probably on his way to a bus. So, like you said, he yeah. had to escape that. And uh, that was really good for him probably. So, he was able to showcase a little bit last night. And, like I said, the little bit I watched, I was impressed with his uh, performance. <clears throat> you know, yeah, I mean you – know, you know who didn't impress me last night? Who I was hoping would, but really didn't, was Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Yeah, you know, I was hoping that he would come up with a, a, not a you know not a huge game, but that he would throw up some decent numbers, and that uh, everybody'd get off his back. But uh, it wasn't the case. You know, Lonzo actually only played twenty four and a half or about twenty four minutes last night, almost twenty five. Josh Hart actually played more, and I think. What happened was Alvin Gentry just rode the hot hand. Josh Hart had the hot hand last night. He ended up with 15 and 10. Ball had Ball had five assists. Um, and he's got to be the guy, though. He's got to be a facilitator. Uh, Lonzo Ball does. Drew Holiday needs to stick with the, the two guard. Lonzo's got to be the point guard. Lonzo's got to facilitate. Holiday had more assists than Ball. Of course, Holiday played 41 minutes. Was, Lonzo only played 24 uh, the guy last night that this kind of had me shaking my head a little bit was Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, he's a rookie. First game. He's from the Toronto area. He was and nervous. Boy, was he. Three points, four rebounds. Kid when shot go, one of seven from three. Well, only one go, of ten from the floor. Yeah, when you go two of 17 shooting, you're, you're probably something, something's up. Oh, speaking of Sorry. something up. I thought... <laughs> I thought I had muted my microphone, but apparently you I did not. Talk. My yeah, bad. That was a resounding no for Mr. Alexander. Wow. That was uh that was definitely that was my uh Alexander oh, Walker see, take from last speaking night. Of, speaking of things, did you guys on your telecast, did you watch the beginning of the Toronto Pelican game? Was Lavar were you treated to Lavar Ball 
or did we only get that up here in Canada? Um, I'll be honest. I didn't get home in time to catch the yeah, I first. I caught the first. Like when I got I, back home, it was thought, about midway through the first quarter. What was the What was the game on in the states? TNT or yes, ESPN? TNT, TNT. Okay, because because wasn't isn't Lavar isn't he banned from ESPN? I think so. Okay, because we got we got blessed with about eight minutes of Lavar shooting his mouth off about the, the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers not being anything irrelevant, and the Pelicans are the, the team of tomorrow. Lavar Lonzo's great. Blah 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 blah. Oh God, it was just I can't believe it. it's not really in the news anywhere, which made me wonder if it only uh, aired here in Canada because. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what is in the news with Lavar Ball. Apparently, Lavar Ball is restructuring Big Baller Brand and plans to launch a new website. That that made the news today. That news broke. Uh, that news broke this afternoon. We've got another phone call. Oh, we're well, just let's, rocking let's, it up tonight. We are. We are. Uh, hello, you're on Wide Men Can't Jump. Go for it. How we doing, fellas? How we doing? Who do we got on the line? Really? It's Nick. Nick, I hear Nick and Danielle. Welcome aboard. I didn't know the, the number. <laughs> And we lost Tim for a second. He got so excited that he accidentally we lost him. <laughs> Way to go, Tim, you hoser. But, uh, Take off. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, well, glad to hear you hear you call in. Uh, your Celtics are on right now, Nick, I believe. I'm surprised you're not watching that. Well, I was during, uh, I actually just left the gym. I was watching it, and then I got pissed off at my phone because the ESPN wouldn't play. Ah, well, it's a one-point ball game right now, and uh, just left the gym. Let's say things I haven't said in about five years, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, that is how it is. How are you, Danielle? It's good to hear from you. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm still alive. God bless me. But uh, how cool? Oh God, if we get into personal stuff on here, people will start crying for me. But other, I'm doing okay. I'm making it through. Tim, you're back. We lost you for a second. You I got, got so, so ex- I got so excited I disconnected myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. But anyway, go ahead. What? You put together a whole well, PSA announcement for these two, and then you say for well, what? Well, you didn't hear me say how's it going, you hosers? No, we lost yeah. you, oh. dumbass. Oh, I heard hey, it. hosers. What's up, guys? Take off, hey. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, did you listen? Did you hear the beginning of the show? No. No. Okay. Well, when you you have to go back, I I did a very nice uh, public service announcement for the pair of you. Yes, and we I learned love a lot. It. Thank you. With, we uh, learned a lot Canadian. about Canadian words. Also, well, many Canadian uh, words. Wait, yes. I do want to point this out to our listening audience out there, uh, in case you haven't heard or didn't know. Danielle is actually a woman. I know many of us don't know what that is because we love basketball so much. I'm letting you all know what Danielle Nick, is. She is a woman. Do you own a tooth, Nick? Do I own a tooth? Actually, I have every one of them. Every one of my teeth I have. No, no, not a tooth. Because it's a toboggan. It's Canadian for toboggan. No, a toque is a – you wear it on your head to stay warm. Oh, unbelievable. That's a toboggan, Tim, where we come from. Yes, but a toque. I said, do you have a toque, not a tooth? 
Oh, I thought you was making fun of me because I'm from West Virginia and I don't no, have any teeth. No, 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 no. Why would I make fun of West Virginians? You're my biggest, the biggest fans we have are from West Virginia. I love all West Virginians. Okay. I have, man, I have many tooths. Tooths, uh, do you have eavesdropping on your house? Oh, dear God. What is that? Yeah, I'm going to have to elaborate on that one, too. You guys call them rain gutters, I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, we got those. <laughs> yeah, we call them we call them eaves troughs up here. But anyway, back to the basketball talk. God, yeah. you you Canadians, I swear. But <laughs> but yeah, it's good to hear from you guys. I hear your I can hear your driving on the road now. Sounds like you're in you're a wind through. tunnel. Yeah, it does. That was. Nick's big yee-yee truck. Yee-yee. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you driving down to the sheets by any chance? Oh, dear God, the There will be no sheep involved. Oh, just a quick stop We're, at the Wawa? Ain't no Wawa there, man. We don't have man. Wawa. No, no Wawa? We have Speedway. Speedway and sheep. What about a uh, quick drop-off at uh, Tudor Biscuits? We do That's have Tudor's. They're close. I've told him and sent him pictures. I'm Canadian. (laughs) I was gonna say, has has he had a tutor? No. (laughs) No, but I I live in a land that is covered in snow most of the time. I have a lot of spare time on my hands. I do a lot of reading. Ah, that's depressing. (laughs) You're telling me. Oh goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to call in here. Nick, you'll be surprised when you get home. It's almost halftime. Boston's got a four-point lead now. Um, As predicted, the starting five for the Sixers is doing well. No one else has done anything. Uh, I don't know who said that at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, that was me. Um, Kimba Walker (laughs) and Jason Tatum are already both in double figures. So, a good night for them. uh, Nick, that's, you do you? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's surprising because uh, when I was watching, Tatum couldn't hit anything. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Uh, well, you, he's up to you, eleven. Uh, he's up to eleven points now, and uh, Gordon Hayward is, is disappointing uh, as of for now. But he's only he's only shot six shots. Uh, I will say this though: Jalen Brown, four point six rebounds. Really earning that paycheck. Did you like the Celtics signing him to that big extension? Uh, not yet. No, I wasn't. Not that big of an extension. He hasn't showed enough to me for 115 million for four years. I don't think so. Okay, fair enough. I had a chance to talk to any of our Celtics contacts, but uh, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll be in contact with them very soon. I'm, Are you? Hello, John Are Carrillo. you sure Whoa. you're driving a truck and that you're not on the spaceship <laughs> Challenger or something? Sounds like you're on a space shuttle. Like maybe a, a rocket launch or something is taking place in your yard. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, yeah it's really my loud V8 Hemi. Ah, okay. It's funny because when you're turning, I think I can hear your turn indicator, and the noise dies down for a moment <laughs> when you turn, and then it picks back up again. Oh no, that's probably my Chewbacca uh, thing I've got hanging from my mirror, hitting the. Uh, oh, okay. Ah, okay, that's what I'm hearing. All right. 
Boy, the, the detours we take. The, the detours we take on this show, I swear sometimes. I don't Nick, know where Nick, we end also, up. Sorry, uh, guys. Just so you know, Nick, you also make an appearance in the Ed Vargas uh, segment at the end of the show, so let's not for that. That's <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Have All right, thanks for, thanks for calling in, guys. Good to hear from you. Good day, eh? All right. Good day. <laughs> well, that was Nick and his wife, Danielle, probably only the second female to ever call in. Jeff, Ooh. I know you're still there. Still there. Watch uh Watch America's pastime here. Oh. There's no football uh, on tonight. Sleeping. <laughs> I just ran out the pastime and not the present time. The, I didn't know that they had phone service on the on the Titanic after it sunk. Good Lord, that was noisy. <laughs> it was very windy. Very windy. Man, indeed, that, was, that was something else. But, but, but quick cool, update here. The Wolves lead the net 68-56 at the half. So... You're a Wolves fan, a.k.a. me. Uh, be excited. That's, oh. that's pretty nice. So pay attention, all eight of you. Yeah, so the six of us will form a uh, will form a, a party. Uh, by the way, the Knicks already trailing San Antonio 10-2 uh, to two early on. And so, let's see uh, like here. So, like I was saying, when's the Clippers play again? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night, they take on the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Uh, first ever game, first ever regular season game at Chase Center. The new uh, his championship belt up against Stephen Curry. All right. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, your Bulls and uh, the, the Hornets are having a uh, a shootout right now. Ninety nine, ninety eight, with eleven minutes going, to go. Somebody must have told them that the over was two forty or something, and they started. To <laughs> must score. have. Must have, but uh. We'll get more into that here in a little while. But last night, fun games, good way to kick off the season, an overtime game, always fun to see. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see where we go this season. Tim and I did our projections last week for who's going to win it all and the playoffs and all that. Jeff, I'll go ahead and ask you since you're on. uh, Who do you have in the finals and who wins it? Um, Well, you know who I'm going with out of the West. That's obvious. Um, okay. We'll go with Sacramento. And out of the East, uh, I mean, <laughs> I kind of think that um, Boston might be able to get there. What do you guys think about that? Mm, Boston. That's a that's an interesting choice. Tim and I both we we did that. We both went with the Clippers and the Bucks as the. But, as but the admittedly, Boston. we did struggle in the East because it's kind of a toss up to be quite well, honest. I, 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 well, Nathan touched on a little bit a while ago. I think if uh, Gordon Hayward uh, gets his stuff together and like you know you just wonder you wonder how uh, if he's fully recovered. They say he is, but. Uh, you know, it it should have been. I think it'll be between them and the Bucks, but I kind of, uh, I just kind of think Boston can get there, and I think and I think the Clippers will win. Who did y'all pick out of the West? Clippers. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I think that's uh, for that not to happen is going to require something fairly major. 
like some injuries. I mean, the West like is that. loaded, but I mean, let's in in my opinion, who can actually beat the Clippers four out of seven? That's going to be what it comes down to, and I don't see anybody being able to actually do that if they're all healthy. Now, if there's an injury or something like that, then that's a different story. But when 100% healthy, the Clippers are the team to beat out West. So you both said the Bucks. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Sixers don't have the bench depth, if you ask me, and I've, yeah, I've yet I to be really impressed by the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Sixers might miss their chance. I'm not saying they can't get there. I think they missed their chance the last couple of years, really. Uh, well, uh, well, you know, we'll see though. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see. Um, a lot of games to play yet. Oh yeah, yeah a long you, way to go. Uh, uh, L.A. Boston finals, but not the typical L.A. when Boston plays them. So. Okay. Well, you never know. You never know. That could. Uh, that can end up being you, something. Uh, you got some money on that. We got a little something for you later that you can uh, well, talk I mean, back up that. You can back up that. Uh, no need to wait, Tim. If you've got oh, some money oh, out oh. there and you want to talk about getting your bet on and the best betting site out there, my bookie is the place to go. If you're the kind of person who likes to take to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay, for instance. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet on multiple games together and get a much bigger payout. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, make sure to go to mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. And one thing that I really, really like about this, Tim, mybookie, it's simple, it's easy. We've even checked it out on our end. It's There's so many ways to bet. There's parlay bets. There's all kinds of bets you can make. I mean, you can check the NCAA when that basketball is, is coming on. That's going to be – They got UFC. They got everything under the sun on there. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, like, I mean, I am. I have friends that are betting on games, and this is your chance. This is the opportunity to go on. If you join my bookie right now, they're going to double that first deposit. You put your money down, immediately they will match it. Use the promo code WIDE. To activate the offer, again, that's promo code WIDE. It doubles your cash. It doubles it immediately. You think you know basketball. You think you can pick against the spread or even the money lines. You don't have to just bet against the spread. You can bet against money lines. You can do parlays. All kinds of different bets that you can do right there. Use your basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and then easier for you to get paid. It's that simple. So, again, if you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. Tim, you've checked it out. What did you think about the site when you were on there looking around? It was pretty cool, and what I really liked about it was that they – if you you can pick a bet, it'll it'll give you – you know, it asks you how much you want to bet on each of your bets, tells you what you're going to win. You're going to have a look at all of that before you throw out any money, which I have been yeah. on a couple sites that don't do that, where it's just I'm betting 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 100 or whatever it is on, you know, whatever game it is. And you don't really, you know, you got to figure that out in your head and all that kind of stuff that does it all for you there on the side. Uh, you can mix and match. You can figure out what you're going to do, and then you can place your bet. And if you can read yeah. and click with your mouse or your uh, – if you're on a laptop or your phone or whatever, however you're doing it, uh, it's that simple. There's nothing else to do. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to go see a bookie that might break your legs if you don't pay. You don't have to deal with, you know, Joey Joey No Knees or or Tommy Tommy No Thumbs or whatever down at your your local fish market. You can just go to my bookie. It's online. It's safe. It's easy. You got you don't have to worry about anybody trying to screw with you. They show you immediately what you can win, and they show you the the right the bets in all the sports you can bet on. You can bet on football, basketball. Uh, even even uh, even Jeff's boring baseball, if you want to, you can go bet on that. I mean, if you want to bet, my bookie is the way to go. Again, promo code wide W I D E. It's wide because my bookie's going to make your wallet wide. So head oh. to mybookie.ag. Your promo code is wide. Double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. Nate and Tim will not steer you wrong. Head to my bookie, place your bets now, and uh, we're going to fill you in on a little something. Uh, we're actually going to be putting down some bets with my bookie, so uh, stay tuned for that. Can't wait to try that out soon. That'll be next. That'll be next week. Well, uh, yes, next week. So, so, guys, can you bet like teasers on there? And you know, talk yeah, about actually, them? yeah, oh, yes, actually, you can. Pro- all the all the prop bets in the world are on there. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, like the prop bet. I, the things I love about prop bets is like you can pick, you can bet on who's going to win the tip, who's going to score the first free throw, who's going to make, you know, what just crazy stuff that like, you know, like oh, is this guy going to make, you know, fifty percent of his shots? Is he going to make this? Is that? It's just crazy some of these prop bets that you'll see. But you can take them on my bookie if you like to to bet that way. That's one way to do it. If you want to bet against the spread, like I've been putting picks out against the spread here, and I will be for the rest of the NBA season. You can bet against the spread. If you want to just take the money line, you don't want to try and pick against the spread, you just want to pick winners, you can do that. There's everything under the sun you can do at mybookie.ag. Promo code WIDE. Make that wallet wide with Wide Men Can't Jump and MyBookie. All right. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, Like I said, I'm looking here at the prop bets, like for the baseball game. It's The list just keeps going. Like there's yeah. everything under the sun here. I mean, you could. It's incredible. Well, absolutely. You can even you can even bet on whether there's going to be an extra inning in the game or not. <laughs> wow. And that's crazy. Money. If you vote uh, yes or, or no, it's a minus twelve forty nine. But if you vote yes, there's going to be plus four hundred and thirty. That's pretty good odds. You know, if you're willing. I mean, it's worth, it's worth checking out. Well, what do you get if you what if you bet that? Uh, what do you get if you bet that bet? Plus four thirty. I think it's uh, was it four hundred thirty dollars for every hundred you bet. Ten ten dollars gets you forty three. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. That's not bad. It's not bad if you're brave enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, you know, my bookie, go check got, them out. Yeah, run range, odd and even scores for each inning. Um, Will there be an extra inning? Who's going to win? You can even not even bet on who wins the game. You can bet on who's going to win the innings. Who will win more of them? Uh, The highest scores per inning, first five innings. There's there's just all kinds of stuff. I mean, you you, of course, what I would like to add though, uh, bet responsibly, people. Don't bet the mortgage. Please don't oh, take yeah. the mortgage. Even Definitely. even my bookie doesn't want you to do that. Bet responsibly. Uh, have a good time. Have some fun. And if you lose, it's 
It's not the end of the world if you lose your a few bucks. So bet what you can yeah. afford to bet. Yeah. Go check them out. Again, it's my bookie, so check them out. And uh, one thing that you'll also want to check out, since you're on your computer and you're heading to my bookie and you've placed your bets and you feel good and you're confident, you're going to win some cash at my bookie. You're going to make your wallet wide because they're going to match your bets. You throw them, they're down a hundred bucks. They're going to match it with a hundred dollars of their own to get you some more bets. Why don't you, uh, since you're there, head on over to Strip Cam Fun and check out Strip Cam Fun. Since you're having fun anyway, have a little more fun. Let's check out Strip Cam Fun, shall we? Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On Strip Cam Fun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks again to Strip Cam Fun, our great sponsor. Go check them out. Well, guys, tonight the NBA has made a return to the airwaves. All the teams that didn't play yesterday are playing tonight. I think except I don't think Golden State plays tonight. I think they're saving them for tomorrow night for TNT when they get the uh, the first game in their home arena. They're saving that for for TV. Lots of good games tonight, though. Uh, Minnesota and Brooklyn still going. And uh, Minnesota, it is the third quarter, and Brooklyn has got it down to six now. I saw this coming. Uh, the Bulls have pulled away by 10 over the Hornets for right now. Pacers and Pistons are having a barn burner, 91-87 with under 10 to go there. Orlando's got a 14-point lead on the Cavs as they're winding down. Uh, how about this one for a surprise? Memphis leads the Heat, 60-54. to 54. Don't know if you guys saw this. Jimmy Butler did not play tonight. I don't know if anybody saw that. Yeah, so anybody happened for to? For personal reasons, they said. They didn't say why, though. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. That's just what I read was a personal, personal leave for the night. So I don't know if something happened in the family or. I'm thinking uh, that a young right? player was playing his music too loud in the locker room yeah, Jimmy, and uh, uh, Jimmy Butler just said, get off my lawn. Jimmy yelled at a kid and his mouthpiece fell out and he couldn't find it. So he couldn't play tonight. Yeah. Something, something like that. You know, Jimmy Butler got mad at a young player. Uh, Jimmy's Walker got called online. He tripped and fell. <laughs> Eric Spolster is not mean enough. Uh, Jimmy tripped playing. I don't know, tiddlywinks or whatever it is old people do. But, yeah, Jimmy Butler, is a, he's a son of a bitch. But he's a hell of a basketball player, so I can't take much away from him. Shuffleboard. Wow, well, shuffleboard. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever lawn you bowling. say. Oh, I know. <laughs> lawn, lawn bowling. Lawn bowling. <laughs> I know. I but, yes, know, Jimmy is out. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy is out tonight, so uh, the Heat are struggling without him right now and i still think if, if jimmy's healthy and plays and doesn't have his general soreness that he's out with tonight i think uh once he gets the sand out of his vagina i think he'll be okay and the heat will do fine 
And they're chicken they're cutlet, to me they're Nate. still a playoff team. What? Chicken chicken cutlet, Nate. Chicken cutlet. <laughs> you know what I you know, I know. What I'm oh, I know you exactly know what, what you're talking about. That's <laughs> all I can say for Jimmy Butler, chicken cup. Oh goodness! But, anyway. but uh, you know, you know, the Heat could easily, if Butler does this too much, he could end up getting sued. Uh, the Heat could sue him. They could easily just take out a lawsuit. And if they're going to sue, I know a great lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen P. New is the man to call for all your help. With Law, Stephen P. New at New Law Office. They are one of our great sponsors here on the program. New Law Office. Let's hear some more from them. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Great. Thanks to our sponsor, the law offices of Stephen P. New, newlawoffice.com. And I believe Jeff is signing off. He he has fallen asleep watching game two of this World Series, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, he has nodded off, so no, two to two I'm just right kidding. Now, guys. Two to two in the third. <laughs> Oh, woohoo. So anyways, uh, been off here. I'll uh, give you guys a call back maybe uh, next week or a few weeks or whatever. Uh, we right. had, well, you're uh, welcome anytime, my friend, and thank you again for jumping on and uh, talking with us and giving us some of your predictions. No uh, sports jeopardy or nothing anymore. Ah. Oh, well, that, can be, that can be arranged anytime you're free to do it, sir. <laughs> uh, I figured, no, you, I figured you had a uh, – uh, you usually pop off the trivia question to us on Wednesdays, but yeah, I'm we're doing sports. Well, I'll I mean, have to, we'll have to do some research. We'll see. I mean, I, maybe next I, time I'll make a point to do that. I mean, I All think right. my my wounds have recovered from the last beating I took. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you and me both. Well, I wanted, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to put some salve on there. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. <laughs> chicken cutlet. But anyways, uh, guys, go Clippers. Oh, Jesus. Good Until day, the Knicks sir. start good. winning. All right. I said, I said good day to you, sir. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Okay. Right. Well, that was Jeff jumping on with us here again. Always good to hear from Jeff. Good to hear from he Nick and Danny. The, our, our listeners calling in like crazy the, tonight. He said it was 2-2 two to two in the third. That's like one of the lowest scoring basketball games I've ever heard of. Yeah, really. Like, good defense in that one. The, <laughs> the bullets and the... <laughs> the bullets, good the bullets, lord! The bullets, the rockets, the, the rockets. <laughs> well, in the third quarter, unbelievable. The third quarter. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are finishing up our final, final team to be covered in the off season. As the season gets started, we finish it up. The man, the myth, John Krasinski, 
sat down with me the other day and we talked about my favorite team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We were able to get some insight and discuss what the Wolves plan to do this season heading into it. So this was recorded before the first game tonight. So, John, thanks again for coming on. And you'll hear my talk with John Krasinski as we went through all 30 teams in the offseason, Tim. Can't believe we did it, but we did it. And uh, it was it was fun. I'm glad we were able to do that. We are awesome. That's all I can say. Indeed. Well, now, speaking of awesome, okay. let's go ahead and hear my conversation with John Krasinski. What do you say, Tim? Roll the tape, mate. Well, back on the show once again is John Krasinski from The Athletic. Uh, You guys know Minnesota Timberwolves. You listen to the show. They're my team, and John's my guy. I've been reading his work for years and proud to have him back on the show again. John, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to be back. Oh, anytime, anytime. So let's go ahead and look at the upcoming season for the Timberwolves. Um, I'm going to start with Andrew Wiggins. A lot of people have doubted Wiggins' effort. They've doubted what he can do on the court. Wiggins has come out and been very vocal against what um, people are saying about him, against the criticism. He's saying there's not 100 players in the league better than him. He was left off the ESPN 100, and he seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. What have you heard from the Andrew Wiggins camp about this upcoming season? Well, it, yeah, it has been interesting to kind of listen to that sort of rhetoric come from him uh, this this summer, this this fall, as they've been getting ready for the regular season, because in the past, Andrew kind of had always made it really clear that he sort of lived in this bubble and he did not ever pay attention to any outside criticism or any outside praise that came his way. He was always just kind of prided himself on kind of staying above that and not really getting swept up in a lot of the uh, kind of speculation, a lot of the, the the grind of the social media world around this league. And, and so um, there were definitely times in the past couple of years where I wondered if that criticism was getting to him and it had appeared that it, it hadn't been, that he just was sort of, oblivious to it all um i do think he is more cognizant of that coming into year number six now and he knows the conversation around him about being a you know uh uh, an underachiever to this point in his career and so um that has definitely been different from what i've heard from him in previous years now that said i mean when you've watched him play in the preseason so far you haven't really seen a whole lot of kind of signs that he is attacking things any differently than he normally does. I mean, he's not shooting particularly well, not rebounding all that well. He's not really passing the ball all, all, a whole lot. So if you thought that sort of this newfound uh, recognition of the conversation around him would immediately translate to more effort or energy or anything like that, um, we haven't seen that. Maybe he'll flip the switch in in Brooklyn on Wednesday and be a, an entirely different player. But so far, there haven't been any really outward signs that he is any different as a player than he was last year. 
Yeah, and I noticed that. I was watching the Bucks wolves preseason game the other night, um, and I watched him brick two free throws, and I just I, I had to turn the game off. I was like, I just I can't right now with this. It's not the regular season. I can't get upset right now. Uh, but it, to me, he did look like the same old Wiggins, and um, that's not what the Wolves need this season as I look at this roster. He needs to step up and be that number two that he's being paid to be, in my opinion. And this season will be a telltale sign. Uh, but Carl Anthony Towns can never be disappointed in him. His effort is always appreciated in everything he does. And he is wanting to lead this team this season. Reports are he's saying, don't sleep on the Wolves in the West this season. Um, do you think Cat has enough to peck this team on his back and take them, you know, even to a, a playoff berth in this really tough Western Conference? Well, I mean, I think a playoff berth is going to be a lot uh, for this team to accomplish because when you look at – it's not even necessarily as much of a reflection on the Timberwolves as a team as it is the Western Conference. I mean, every team in the West made pretty significant additions to their rosters this year to get better. I mean, the Wolves didn't really – I mean, they added Jarrett Culver in the draft and they added – Jake Lehman, Jordan Bell, Shabazz Napier, Trevion Graham. But when you look at sort of the uh, – when you look at Dallas getting Perzingis, um, you know, Phoenix got Rubio and Sharich. Um, you know, Sacramento may not have gotten better, but there's just so many other teams that are so good that it's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs. But – I do think that Cat is certainly talented enough. A, that is going to allow him to maybe even unlock more of his potential than we've already seen. And I think he could, if, if everything went well, if Robert Covington stays healthy, if Andrew Wiggins takes a little step up, I do think Carl Anthony Towns could do enough to keep them in that conversation and in the playoff fringes. And, to me, that would be a win for this team because when you look at Towns, he's always been an incredible statistical player. Now the next step for him to take in his career is to make the teammates around him better. And I think, you know, um, to, to kind of raise the level of play of, of guys who are, are good or, or solid NBA players into better NBA players. And, He's going to get every opportunity to play remarkably well and keeps them in the playoff hunt. I would be very surprised, though, if they are in the playoffs when all the dust settles in April. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I'm not looking at the playoffs as realistic this season, but um, if we were in the East, I'd say yeah. But I don't think this year is looking – yeah, I mean, I just don't see it this season – out of the Wolves. Um, looking, though, at some of the young talent they did, you mentioned Jarrett Culver. I like this kid. I love the trade-up to get him. I didn't. I don't like losing Sarge, but I understand that uh, it was probably for the best to trade up to get Culver. What, are, what you've seen of Culver, what do you expect out of him maybe for this upcoming season and uh, for the future for the Wolves? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've really liked what I've seen so far. More importantly, the Timberwolves coaches and executives are really high on what they've seen from Jarrett Culver. Um, he is a player who can defend multiple positions. 
who works incredibly hard. So that's really important when you're trying to establish a new culture and a new kind of accountability and atmosphere in in the practice facility. He's always there early. He's working out um, for long hours and really pouring a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into his game. And then um, the thing that I think has really surprised me a little bit is that I think that throughout the preseason, whenever he has looked his best and been his most comfortable is when he's been playing point guard and when the ball is in his hand and he's playmaking. Now, he did that a lot at Texas Tech, but to make that jump up to the NBA level and play really the hardest position in the league and not look overwhelmed when you're not a prototypical point guard, when you're kind of more of a combo guard, I think that's a very encouraging sign for the Wolves. I think the more um, the more time that he gets as a main playmaker um, and the more that he looks capable of being that main facilitator, the more dangerous he will become over time and the better the Wolves is. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that. I had a little technical issue there. But um, I look at, you know, guys like Culver and, you know, Akogi as the future for the Wolves, and I can see them easily leading this team with Cat, with Wiggins, if Wiggins can, you know, turn it on. Uh, I really like Culver, so I'm a fan of his. Glad that we were able to get him. But looking at Akogi, he's another guy from last year. He was a spark. And he was really into it and a great player for the Wolves. And I'm hoping that we can see more of him this season. Does he move into the starting role, or are the Wolves looking at Jake Lehman as moving into the starting lineup for them? Yeah, I do think um, the starting lineup is going to be a little bit in flux, especially early. Um, I think that they're going to mix and match a little bit more depending on the teams that they face and really who gets in a good rhythm with with the starting group. And so I do think you're going to see Jake Lehman in some situations. You may see a Kogi some, uh, Trevion Grant some looks. Then when you need a bigger body, maybe it's a Jordan Bell um, at that four spot or, you know, maybe even a Noah Vonley at times. So I think Vonley is more of a backup in this uh, right now. So I, I think that um, – the, you know, the obvious four with uh, with Teague, Wiggins, Covington, and Towns are going to be fixtures in that starting lineup. But that fourth spot or that fifth spot is going to be changing all the time. I think Lehman is probably the early favorite to get some some work there. But I do think that the Wolves like a Kogi in more of that spark plug off the bench type of a role. He is the kind of guy with his energy um, – with his effort and and his defensive intensity that on nights when the starting group starts a little flat or needs a boost, Okogi's the kind of guy that can come in and really change things quickly for them and, and, and give the team a spark. And so um, my initial indications are that he's probably not going to start as many games as he did last year. And a, and a lot of uh, last year's starts were injury related. Um, with other te- with other players on the team, but uh, he still has a prominent role. Um, they still want to have you know that defensive I- identity. They want to play really fast, and those th- those 
kind of uh, traits certainly fit his game. He obviously has to do a lot more as a shooter and improve a lot more offensively that way to really kind of give him a stronger foothold. But, you know, there's things that you just can't teach, and that that energy defensively uh, is going to keep him in this league for a long time and I think is going to keep him a, a key member of the Wolves for a while too. Yeah, and I really like I really like Akogi, and I think he was a steal at where the Wolves grabbed him in the draft a couple of years ago. Um, I want to talk about Ryan Saunders. This is his, going to be his first full season as head coach of the Wolves, and from what I've been seeing on Twitter, you know, I know Dave Benz and Jim Peterson, uh, a lot of guys were at the early practices and guys were showing up, and they said they had never seen an atmosphere like this at a Wolves practice or – anything it seems like the atmosphere in minnesota has changed a lot and maybe for and for the better of course uh now that tom thibodeau is gone and we've got ryan saunders in does ryan saunders changing the culture of this team start to change how it's viewed like are we going to see more guys more excited about playing for minnesota now instead of with tom thibodeau where it seemed like everyone was just miserable what the the atmosphere is definitely different. Um, you you can tell that these guys enjoy coming to work every day, um, that they like being around each other, that they have a lot of respect for Ryan Saunders, and they they really like the way that he is kind of opening the doors to them on a communication level, on a spirit level, all of those things. And so yeah, I think initially it is a much improved situation from what it had been the last, you know, three and three years, two and a half years while Tibbs was here was it was much um, more dour. It was much kind of more nose to the grindstone. Um, But ultimately what is going to make people want to come here and play is if they have success with it. Uh, If you're going to come here and still just win 30 games a year, it doesn't matter how much fun it is to come to practice or how nice of a guy Ryan is. Um, if you're not winning, uh, it's, he's going to be looking for a job and, and guys aren't going to be happy. And so the key is for guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and, and Jeff Teague and all these guys who were not happy previously to show everyone that there is validation in this type of approach, that you can be successful by uh, having this kind of environment and atmosphere. And and so um, it's a very good start. It's certainly a lot better alternative than what it was, but ultimately it's going to come down to finding out if you can be successful this way, if you can win games this way, if you know a team that ne- doesn't necessarily have as much talent as other teams in the West outperforms uh, other teams because of that chemistry and that cohesion and 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 that want to work hard for a guy that is – is really making it easy for them to do that. So that's going to be the ultimate litmus test. But um, but there is no no doubt about it that I mean you can just feel the energy in the building, uh, and it's night and day from what it was you know the last couple of years. What loss in the off season hurt the most for the Wolves? I, if I had to guess, I would say it was Tyus Jones. But which player leaving the Wolves? 
really, you think, left kind of a hole? Because Tyus Jones is gone, Derrick Rose is gone, Sarge is gone. Who was the biggest loss this offseason? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think there's it, – it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I think from a kind of steadying veteran leadership side of things, I think Taj Gibson is a big loss. Um, I think that his voice in the locker room, I think his his attention to detail and his professionalism were very much valued here last year. And now that he's gone, there isn't another sort of really well-established, solid veteran pro on this roster now. I mean, they ha- you have, you know, Jake Lehman, you have Jordan Bell, you have Shabazz Napier, you have a few guys um, – but none that really rise to his level from that way. Um, from a depth and position standpoint, I do think Tyus is, is going to be missed. Um, you know, point guard is a, is an issue for them right now. I, I think Jeff Teague is on his last days with the Wolves. I mean, whether it goes through the end of the season or the trade deadline or something like that, I think there's going to be a deal made eventually that, or, or they're just going to say goodbye to him in free agency. And that's, that's going to be it. Napier has looked really really pretty decent um, in his time in the preseason here, but he's not the long-term starter at point guard. Is Jarrett Culver the starter at point guard over the long term? I, you know, I don't know about that. So they are going to miss Tyus from, from that aspect, from a guy who can organize the offense, from just a dependable dude. Everyone liked him in the locker room, um, and, and, and they'll miss him. And then when you look at Derrick Rose, I think they're going to miss a guy who can just come off the bench and get you 18 points in 20 minutes. Like that's a, that's a skill that he had that that second unit is going to need. And I don't know that there is another guy that can do that for them as currently constructed. So they're, they're going to miss a lot of these guys in, you know, in different ways. Um, And it's hard to say who they'll miss the most and for what reason, but yeah, they, you know, they, they lost a lot, even from a team that only won 36 games, they did lose some guys who were pretty important to what success they were able to have on the court last year. I'm looking at the Timberwolves uh, contracts. Teague is the only one with an expiring offer of really any value, $19 million contract that expires at the end of this year. What is the likelihood? Now, I know a lot of people have speculated this, and, of course, this is mostly rumor and innuendo and all that. What's the likelihood that the Wolves are able to talk the Golden State Warriors into possibly trading D'Angelo Russell? Because that deal was very, very close to happening in the offseason, and, and the Wolves were just missed out on getting Russell. What's the likelihood that we could see Russell in a Wolves uniform here within the next year or two? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I would say never say never. Um, and there's certainly a possibility that eventually <clears> – <throat> excuse me. There's certainly a possibility that eventually uh, they will revisit those that scenario. And when Clay Thompson comes back and, and maybe Russell becomes a little more expendable for the Warriors, they'll, they'll look to move a guy like him. But um, trades are really hard to pull off in the NBA. Um, and, and so you can, you can't say that there's any sort of likelihood that it will happen, but we do know that Gerson Rosas and the Wolves, A, have a need, long-term need for point guard, B, 
do certainly value D'Angelo Russell because they went after him, and C, want that next point guard to be on the younger side, like on the Carl Anthony Towns age range, not necessarily Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook because those guys are a little longer in the tooth. So he really does check a lot of boxes for them in terms of what they do need. Um, But, you know, uh, first of all, it it would not happen probably until next summer at the earliest because most projections are that Clay Thompson isn't coming back till late in the regular season or maybe the playoffs if he comes back at all. So the Warriors are going to need Russell all of this season. Um, And, you know, We'll we'll see after that. I guess is is my thing. I I don't think you can totally give up on it. I don't think you can rule it out at all. Um, but it's not something that if you're a Wolves fan, you can say, hey, everything will be okay because Russell is eventually going to be here. I don't I don't think I can go that far on it. Okay, I understand that. Just wishful thinking on a a sad Wolves fan. Sometimes that's me. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, one more thing, or actually one, two more questions for you, and I'll let you go, John. I know you're a busy man, and I appreciate your time today. Uh, number one, who's the wolf this season that we need to keep an eye on that maybe is kind of flying under the radar, maybe nobody's really talking about, that could have a huge impact on the team? And realistically, where do you see the Wolves finishing in the West standings come the end of the year? Uh, yeah, I think that the one that, you know, I think – Jake Lehman has kind of earned a lot of attention uh, this this preseason because he's been in the starting lineup some, and he, you know, the Wolves clearly really do like what he brings to the table from a moving without the ball standpoint, from a getting out in transition standpoint. They like him, so he's a, uh, been has been elevated a little bit. So I'll go with someone else that you know, no one, including myself, was really even thinking a whole lot of before when he was initially acquired, but it's clear that Trevion Graham has made a good impression with them, uh, with the coaching staff. He you know, did get a few starts um, in the preseason. They like his defense. His shooting has been better than expected. He's kind of a big, rugged uh, uh, wing, and and so I do think that he is going to get more uh, turn in the rotation than I initially thought. I initially thought he was just going to be a throw-in on a deal that also got them Shabazz Napier to get him a backup point guard that they needed. But I think Trevion Graham's going to play. Now, is he going to be, you know, in a hugely impactful player and, and really change their fortunes? Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can go that far. But I do think that uh, Wolves fans, even ones who have been playing co- close attention, will kind of look and see – uh, who he is and 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 how well he's playing and and be pleasantly surprised by um, by what he can bring to the table. Um, as far as where they finish in the West, you know, I I would say tenth in the West is probably you know a, a, where I'm I'm putting them right now somewhere in that thirty six to thirty eight win mark. Um, in the standings, probably would put them right around there. There's a chance they could dip down to 11th or 12th. There's a chance they could creep up to 9th or 8th if everything went perfectly for them. Um, so maybe, you know, there's, you know, in a best-case scenario, they get up to 43 or 44 wins and 
and they're sniffing around that eighth seed. Uh, but I just think the West is too challenging this year, and they're in the first year of totally new system. They have eight new faces on the roster. There's just going to be a lot of learning that is involved with them. So, you know, I'll, I'll stay 10th, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're 11th, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're 9th. Well, the over-under for the Wolves, uh, the opening over-under in Vegas was 34-and-a-half. So I think I think they can win over that, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and one thing I'm going to miss, uh, especially with Travion Graham being able to play, man, I'm going to miss Kiata Bates die out cracking the rotation. I really like him. Um, hopefully there's room for him one of these days. But, John, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Wide Men Can't Jump. And uh, let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and follow you and read your writings. I know you're over at The Athletic. I subscribe to The Athletic, and uh, I think everyone should. It's well worth the money. It's just $60 for a year, and uh, you get to read all John's articles like I do. It's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate the the kind words there. Yeah, you can go to theathletic.com slash MN for all of our Minnesota content. Um, Right now, if you go to theathletic.com slash NBA tip-off, there is a special sale, 40% off, so it's Two ninety nine a month for the first year um, of content, and you know a reminder to all of your listeners that you don't just get Timberwolves coverage from myself and Britt Robson. You get um, any every coverage of every NBA team, every major pro sports team in North America. You also get um, we uh, English Premier League if you're a soccer fan. You get Sham Sharania and Sam Amick as national writers on the NBA. Um, just a ton of great great content with all sorts of uh, new podcasts that have recent, recently been launched as well. So some video, some podcasting, and a lot of the best writing in the business. If you go to theathletic.com slash NBA tip-off for two ninety nine a month for the first year of your subscription. Yeah, we submitted our podcast, but we've yet to hear back, unfortunately. But who knows? <laughs> well, maybe one day our ship will come in. But, John, thanks again for jumping on and uh, talking Wolves with us, and I hope to have you back real soon, and hopefully – During the season, we'll be talking about how the Wolves are on pace for a nice playoff berth. So thanks again for coming on. I'll be in touch soon. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And that was John Krasinski from The Athletic breaking down the Minnesota Timberwolves for us here on the show and i'll tell you this tim the wolves are down four points right now seven and a half to go as i told you they blew it in the third they had a huge lead early and yet they blow it in the third hornets Um, beat the bulls in the game that nobody thought they would care about game actually turned out to be pretty good the hornets beat the bulls 126 125 pistons are rolling pistons 118 110 over the pacers 35 seconds left the pistons will win that one the Magic win over the Cavs, 94-85 to 85 in a low-scoring game. And we got more games going on. Philly and Boston, 68-63 right now. Philly leads in a close one. A lot of games tonight. Really some fun games that we need to look at. But, uh, you know, there's nothing better than NBA basketball this time of year. And you know the only thing that makes NBA basketball better, Tim? You have a clue? Stay classy meets. Well, sitting down with a nice steak from Stay Classy Meats and watching the games. As you can go on StayClassyMeats.com and get yourself a nice juicy ribeye and have a seat and enjoy some NBA basketball. Let's hear some more from the Stay Classy Meats folks. (laughs) 
Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. 119-110, the final as the Pistons beat the Pacers here on opening night for many teams across um, the league. But go could ahead. You, uh, ed- could you educate me quickly? What is uh, the fragrant flower type one? Want to try that again? Flagrant foul type one. Oh, just a uh, basically a technical foul. Okay. Uh, Embiid uh, took one against uh, Cantor, uh-huh. who quickly who quickly uh, missed both uh, free throws. Well, of course. The back of the rim must have been made in Turkey. I just wasn't sure right. what the difference was between a type one and a type two. <laughs> Jesus made really. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Late pop there by Tim. Late well, <laughs> glad you got it. <laughs> well, Tim, you took some liberty here. Apparently, we had we got two reports this week from our boy yeah. Cecil. Uh, no, one is just uh, you know, just uh, let people know about things. It's a little bit of knowledge. The other one, Cecil, I have no idea what Cecil's up to. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cecil, but uh, we got a, a nice report here and then a nice short update here. So uh, apparently Shackleford, yeah, Rusty, yeah, okay. Rusty Shackleford is telling me, let's roll with a new top 10 segment. Let's hear it. Welcome to White Men Can't Jump's top 10 things Ed Bogus will never say. At number 10, <laughs> seconds? No, I wouldn't dream of it. Got no room. <laughs> At number nine, Whitney. You made way too much food. <laughs> number eight. Bartender, I'll have a Diet Coke and keep them coming all night long. <laughs> number seven. My favorite baseball team? Without a doubt, the Boston Red Sox. Ooh. At number six. Notre Dame is so overrated. Go Trojans. <laughs> At number five. People, vote yes on Proposition 314 to ban candy corn. And number four, fantasy sports are for losers. Oh, Jesus. And number three, hey, buddy, I'll let you in on a secret. The Celtics are overrated. Oh, God. And number two, screw the sheets. I'm going to the Wawa. And oh. number one, the top ten thing you'll hear in Ed Bogus never say. Hey, man, you guys got any of them fake meat burgers? <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Speaking of Ed Bogus, our man Cecil's on the scene. Apparently, he's in the city that's, that never wins. 
Tim, shall we roll it? <laughs> I guess so. We better we better get it out of the way just in case. Yeah, you never know what might happen. Potential loss. They lose tonight. They lost tonight, ladies and gentlemen, to the Magic. But here we go. From the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, it's Cleveland. The following is a Wide Men Can't Jump special news bulletin. Good evening, everyone. I am Cecil B. Bucksnard, and I'm here again, of course, to report on, I believe it might be, segment number five of the Ed Boggess NBA Concession Stand World Tour. And, well, you thought last week was crazy. Things went right off the rails this week entirely, as we didn't even get to any food. Um, I guess we should go back and explain things to our fans. No Uh, food. Someone got the bright idea that perhaps in conjunction with the uh, concession stand tasting, there should be a charity basketball game. Oh, Uh, no. What happened was uh, Commissioner Silver uh, selected several celebrities and uh, former players uh, to participate in a game against, of course, the uh, white men uh, can't jump rec league team, uh, thinking it would just uh, break into uh, fun and games and uh, some hijinks would be had. Uh, The NBA would, uh, of course, get some much-needed press after their... Uh, foot in the mouth uh, events uh, in uh, China, in, in mm-hmm. Asia. and instead uh, the entire event backfired. Um, no one could have uh, <coughs> foreseen the uh, the lack of uh, sportsmanship in the uh, white man can't jump rec league team, and the fact that they would win at all costs. And uh, this started right off the bat. Um, of course, we we had the, the, the my, we'll give you the lineups for the teams. Uh, of course, uh, uh, team captain for White Men Can't Jump. Of course, uh, you know, couldn't be anybody but uh, Ed Bogus. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, uh, Ed being a, uh, a huge uh, high school athlete, uh, 14-time uh, Shinston three-point champion, uh, could not be dismissed. A hell of a player. Uh, joining him on the wide man squad, of course, uh, from uh, California, uh, Armando uh, Trickshot Martinez, uh, who, of course, uh, <laughs> a legend in uh, California, uh, three-on-three uh, street ball. Indeed. Uh, joining him, uh, of course, uh, Nicholas uh, Hosehoff, uh, <laughs> who, of course, uh, as we all know, the slam dunk champion of uh, West Virginia. Uh, I believe it was 11 times. Just uh, an, an, an absolute uh, delivery machine to the basket. Unbelievable. Uh, I can't believe he didn't turn pro. Uh, and, of course, the the uh, much-talked-about uh, uh, wide men backcourt consisting of uh, Nate uh, Four-Step Bush oh and uh, the crazy Canuck Timidee, who, uh, of course, was a Canadian legend, uh, 72-time uh, uh, Northwest Territories uh, basketball champion uh, and his uh, well-known uh, maple syrup defense. Uh, and uh, and uh, also, I mean, that's just the starting lineup. Then you take a look at the bench. Uh, Joe Pizapia on the bench. Oh, man, Joey P. Uh, Tom Robinson, uh, winner of the uh, Sixth Man Award. 
32 times in uh, the uh, Delco League. I mean, these guys, I don't think the NBA realized uh, what they were dealing with here. Of course, uh, they had Karen from Philly on the bench who uh, they put in intense situations uh, when they need uh, some really uh, tight uh, one-on-one man defense. Uh, And, of course, no one could have expected uh, what would happen when they were paired with uh, legendary uh, manager Jim Cornette. Uh, oh God! Who apparently has a huge dislike of Cleveland and LeBron James in particular. Karen does like to drive to the uh, hall. On the uh, NBA <laughs> side of things, of course, uh, they had uh, they tried to get some local flavor. Uh, of course, introducing uh, a Halle Berry, uh, <laughs> Drew Carey, the Tracy Chapman uh, singer. You know, you, you these names are familiar to you. Um, also, they, uh, Arsenio Hall was another big big name. Uh, Ann Hayes was out there. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking when they called him Bob Hope. Uh, I mean, funny man, but not exactly who you picked that basketball game, you wouldn't think. Of course, LeBron James was there, being a Cleveland native and ex-player from the uh, Cavaliers. And, uh, of course, the, the usual celebrities were there. Uh, Garrett Top, uh, Bruce Pobans, <laughs> and uh, from the wrestling world, I guess maybe to uh, even out the whole Jim Cornette thing was uh, one Vince Russo, the manager of the NBA oh, squad. no. Well, as you can imagine, things did not go well. Um <laughs> Right from the tip-off, we could see that uh, there was going to have to be some rule changes because uh, all five starters from the Wide Men Can't Jump rec league team quickly got a personal foul uh, against Halle Berry. (laughs) (laughs) Wide men being no fools. Uh, Damn right. uh, uh, Miss Berry, for for the record, did not seem to mind the attention. And uh, Jim Cornette, of course, being the great manager that he was, we uh, quickly uh, traded uh, Joe Pizapia to the uh, Cleveland squad for Halle Berry, and we just kept her on the bench. She never saw the court again, but uh, <laughs> what a morale builder, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> and so anyway, the game started, and of course, uh, the usual rivalries began. Uh, as we, we know, uh, Nate Bush, not a fan of... Uh, Arsenio Hall, called him a, a, a wannabe, uh, did some uh, horrific uh, Jay Leno impressions to taunt Arsenio Hall, asked him why he wasn't on the air anymore. Uh, in fact, Arsenio began to cry, and of course, that's not a good look for the NBA. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when the white men can't jump team, we, we they played to win. I, I don't know what I can say. I mean, we're going to talk to a couple of them afterwards, but... Uh, uh, Nate Bush not not did not take it easy on uh, on any of the uh, NBA uh, celebrities. Uh, of course, Bogus has a long-standing feud with uh, Bruce Pobans. And uh, after uh, Bogus had dunked several times on Pobans, Pobans got mad, uh, claimed he had a heart condition, and quit. Um, <laughs> of course, at, at this point. Uh, the score was uh, 72 uh, to 4 
for the uh, why men can't jump rec league team because they were pouring it on. And these guys, I mean, you would not be surprised for, I mean, Bogus himself, not a big man. But the rest of the squad, well, Martinez is a mid-sized guy. But Hoff, uh, Bush, uh, Robinson, and uh, the crazy Canuck Timidee, all big men, and yet could move with mongoose-like speed. Unbelievable. <laughs> These men could play ninjas in a Jackie Chan movie. It was incredible. I've never seen such uh, uh, skill from uh, from uh, civilians. It was crazy. Uh, you would think these guys handled balls every day the way the ball movement was out there. It was. Karen does. I, I, I haven't seen anything like it. I mean, I'm glad there was a film crew there to get the, to capture this because. Uh, Need a copy of this. Uh, I have to admit, uh, Sesame Bucks Nort, I'm not a fan of Drew Carey, and uh, was utterly, uh, uh, i, I got to admit, uh, very unprofessional of me, but I nearly pissed my pants when uh, Armando Martinez punched Drew Carey right in the face. <laughs> told him that, uh, where the hell is Bob Barker? Give me a break, where's Bob Barker? Carey sucks. God. Uh, Timmy D uh, taunted Tracy Chapman. About, uh, where's your fast car? Make a decision. You got to make a decision. Causing uh, Tracy Chapman to. Uh, uh, she broke into tears several times during the game, and uh, uh, the white men exploited this move the uh, the ball and uh, penetrated the defense on her side of the court uh, multiple times during the game. Um, Nick Hoff uh, just. Physically ab- and and verbally abusing the NBA squad, uh, <laughs> yelling obscenities at, uh, at LeBron James and uh, <laughs> several other of the players. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, and Tom Robinson, well, uh, telling jokes, uh, picking fun at Anne Hayes. Uh, oh no! Um, uh, but surprisingly, the uh, NBA team, uh, Bob Hope did. Uh, Drained several threes uh, to give them some hope. <laughs> some hope. Bob Hope's getting some hope. Oh, Cecil, <laughs> you're a genius. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, in the end, um, it, it didn't go down as planned. The uh, fourth quarter was canceled because nobody from the NBA celebrity team wanted to go back out and face the uh, white man can't jump regularly team. Um I don't know what to say. Uh, Halle Berry was never seen from again, at least for the, uh, until the next morning where she appeared uh, naked and disheveled uh, in front of the Cleveland Stadium, but very happy. Swordfish, like man. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, when one stops to think about it, it was an incredible display of uh, a basketball by the White Man Can't Jump Rec League team. Um Five men who really don't spend a whole lot of time together, and yet were a well-oiled uh, basketball juggernaut. Uh, could have easily defeated any NBA team, I believe. Um, with uh, Michael Jordan-like skill and Larry Bird-like taunting, I mean, it was incredible. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, when the game ended, the uh, desired effect was not had, as the wide men can't jump. Uh, rec league team was uh, signed autographs for 13 hours after the game and uh, nobody seemed to care about LeBron and uh, of course this caused LeBron to uh, 
Ask for a trade. And <laughs> 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 he realized he didn't play in Cleveland anymore. And uh, he just went home and uh, back to L.A. and uh, cried at the feet of several uh, movie directors. And uh, then apparently uh, got in a fight with Anthony Davis. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, this reporter, I have to admit, is stunned. I don't even know if uh, they're going to allow my report out because I believe there's a ban on the, that this is going to be one of those, uh, you know, never happened events. Uh, we can only hope that uh, it'll seize the light of day or, or at least that, that my report is heard because, of course, my integrity as a reporter is not in question. Uh, and that's it. Uh, I don't know what else to say, uh, guys. Uh, well, you were here, so you you saw it. Uh, Ed Boggess, Demon, uh, Nate Bush uh, moves with the speed of a, of a mongoose. Uh, Nick Hoff uh, slam dunks like a young Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Armando Martinez is, I don't know, a genetic freak combination of John Stockton and Carl Malone and, <coughs> and uh, Michael Jordan combined. Uh, Tom Robinson uh, plays defense like uh, Gary Paxton. Uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, six other guys rolled into one and with the speed of a Usain Bolt. And uh, Timmy D, well, I, I don't even know what to say about Timmy D. I mean, the verbal taunts. Uh, I mean, even this seasoned reporter. I mean, I, I, I lived through Vietnam. Some of the things <laughs> I heard curled my toes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, take off, you hoser. I mean, said several <laughs> times with venom. And then followed with that, I mean, this man. Ball handling skills. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, he handles balls like he's been handling balls for 50 years. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so that's it from the Sesame Bucksnort here at the uh, Cleveland Stadium. Um, I don't know where the NBA concession stand world tour is headed. Uh, I'm going to guess there's probably going to be some kind of review again uh, from the NBA and the commissioner, although I have it on good authority that uh, White Men Can't Jump is being funded by... Chinese dissidents, so this probably going to be a part six. Uh, that's <laughs> it from Cecil B. Bucksnort. Y'all have a good day now, and remember, uh, you see any wide men out on the court, and they're, they're all hustlers. Don't be taken in and lose your money, people. Uh, have a good day now. Well, there you have it. My goodness. <laughs> what reporting. Oh, I, man. I would love to, to, to see the tape of... Uh, Nate Bush moving like a mongoose. Um, so would Nate Bush. Four-step <laughs> Nate Bush. Oh, goodness. What a <laughs> crazy, crazy report. We love it. Uh, a little bit of news uh, from around the league. Apparently, uh, oh, my goodness. The the reports are Blake Griffin is going to be sidelined through the first week of November. Uh, that's a new update there. Let's see what else we got here. Demonis Sabonis has a four-year contract extension, $79.4 million with the Pacers. Of course, most of you probably know Zion Williamson is out for two months, six to eight weeks. Uh, DeJounte Murray, guard for the Spurs, got a four-year $64 million extension. 
Uh, Jalen Brown, we talked earlier, he got a four-year, $115 million extension. Joe Johnson, waived by the Pistons. Johnson had tried to continue his NBA career with the Pistons, but that didn't happen. Uh, Quinn Snyder news. Rachel Miller is excited. Quinn Snyder has agreed to a long-term contract extension with the Jazz. Pascal Siakam just got a four-year, $130 million max contract deal. And Marquise Chris is heading to the Golden State Warriors. So there's some of the news and notes from around the league that we didn't get a chance to really talk about earlier. So there's some of those those news. And if you go look at LeBron James had one of the greatest flops ever to start the season the other night. So uh, go check that out as well. That was entertaining. One minute left in the game. One minute, 12 seconds. The Wolves trail by three, Tim. Fingers crossed they can get it done, but I'm not holding my breath. So we'll see what happens. But to end the show this week, you and I have some, uh, we have uh, some predictions to make. Oh, hold on. Before we do our predictions also, Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald signed a one-year, or excuse me, a four-year contract extension with the Sacramento Kings. Buddy Heald, four years, $94 million with the Kings. Do you think they overpaid Tim for Buddy Buddy Heald? Just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. I, I agree with you. But you, you and I have some predictions to make, Tim, so let's go ahead and get to it. We told everybody we would have our, our selections, our picks for the awards this year, and we will have them. So let's go ahead and uh, and get to them. By the way, the Wolves have tied the game. one fifteen all with 43 seconds left in the game. Um, no one ever. No, it happened. All right. Coach of the year, Tim, who do you think wins coach of the year this year? Doc Rivers. Well, that's a pretty solid pick. From the LA Clippers. Doc Rivers, uh, if the Clippers win, Doc Rivers will get it. If they don't, this is going to sound really stupid because I don't think he's a very good coach myself. But uh-huh. if the Philadelphia 76ers got their act together, Coach Brown could actually could win that yeah. award if he could get them to the promised land. And actually might even be deserving of it if he can get them there. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't disagree with you there. I'm going to go with uh, a different coach than either of those two. I'm going to go with Mike Budenholzer from the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that he could win coach He'd of the be year. My next pick if uh, if uh, Rivers doesn't win. I think Budenholzer wins coach of the year this year, but I'm going to go uh, kind of hedge my bet a little bit, like kind of like you did. I think easily uh, either of the two you pick could win coach of the year, but Quinn Snyder. If that uh, Jazz team plays like I think they're capable of playing, uh, Quinn Snyder could be coach of the year. And I think the most underrated coach in the league is Terry Stotts. Uh, he does some amazing things out there in Portland. So we'll see him in action tonight. So we'll see what happens. There's a few more um, guys you could throw out there. You could throw out uh, the, the Splorestra from uh, from uh, Miami yeah. if you can talk if you can talk Jimmy Butler into getting something done. Um, there's there's a couple other. Fringe guys, uh, I can't even remember their names. Uh, the guy from Denver, it's a possibility. Yeah. If the yeah, Nuggets can get their act there. together, there's there's a few there's there's some good coaches. Yep, yeah. there's some really good teams. So. All right. All right. Well, let's get our prediction. Sixth man of the year. Who wins sixth man of the year, Tim? Lou Williams. Is there another guy? 
Um, you know, I got to agree. Sweet Lou, man. Except Sweet maybe, Lou takes um, it. Fred Van Vliet would be the only other Van guy. Van Vliet is a possibility. Yep, he he continues. If the first game's any indication of his season, then he's got a shot at it. Yeah, I think Van Vliet and uh, I think uh, Lou Williams are the two the two guys to beat in that category. Because I don't see anybody else getting it. Uh, those are the two, if you ask me. Unless somebody steps up somewhere and does something that I'm not seeing yet, I'm going to go with them. Uh Truthfully, Montrez Harrell isn't a bad pick either for that, for the Clippers. But I think it's Lou Williams' is to lose. Um, but Van Vliet's another. Um, he's got a shot as well. All right. Um, defensive player of the year, Tim. Who do you think wins defensive player of the year? Well, you know, this one was tough for me because that's it is tough. part of the game I'm still kind of figuring out. Um I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess it's a really good Bears to lose. I suppose. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Um, I mean, you had mentioned to me that Joel Embiid was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the criteria for that necessarily? Um, really, it's just best defender. I mean, honestly, there's really no like huge criteria per se. It's more like who do you think is the best defender in the league for that year? Um. I mean, in a, Rudy Gobert is always in contention for that, almost always, and he's a fantastic defender and does so many great things. Um, you want to hear my prediction before you make yours? Sure. Pat Beverly, Patrick Beverly, I think. Well, I was going to say his name, but I wasn't sure about what the stats were, if there was anything really – you know, the criteria is just appearances, I guess, really. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of criteria per se, but that man is a defensive nightmare if you're playing because he doesn't care who he guards. He'll guard – you know, we saw him last night. He was guarding centers, power forwards. He was guarding everybody. He doesn't care. Like, and granted, he didn't show up in the stat sheet as much, but for a, one of the smallest guys on the court, he had 10 rebounds. He was forcing turnovers, getting in people's heads, locking down defense. Patrick Beverly is an agitator, and I like his game, and I think he's got a chance to win Defensive Player of the Year. And I, I'm going to go with him. Gobert is a safe pick because Gobert is one of the best defenders in the league. But I'm going with Patrick Beverly just to be different. I think Beverly's got a great chance at winning Defensive Player of the Year. That one's a that one's a really kind of a well, it's a hard they're one. All kind of they're all kind of subjective to some degree. Well, but, see, the Defensive um, Player of the Year is the one that you you can't just look at a box score. And figure it out. You actually have to watch the games, pay close attention. Oh, the Wolves and Nets are headed to overtime. So, overtime headed our way here for that game. Getting all excited about the overtime. Yeah. When Cleveland has Cleveland has battled back. They are down six. Who was the defensive player last year? Wasn't it fairly um, close last year? I don't know. Let me see here. I'll, I'll look it up who was the defensive players Something of the year. Something tells me in my brain that it was uh, – the, 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 the one-two was really close, and then after that, nobody really was in the discussion. Yeah, um, I mean, let's see here. The finalists were Rudy Gobert, uh, Greek Freak, and Paul George. It must have been Paul George then, because it wasn't it wasn't Giannis. Although he's a good Giannis is a fairly good defender, but absolutely. But any of those guys could win that award, I think. 
I mean that one too. I mean that, that some of that has got to well, you know, there again, like you're saying, if you're a if you're a, a seasoned eye, maybe you see things other people don't. But I wonder how much of that is determined by whether your team wins or loses. I mean, it really depends on because you got to have some you, good players out there that play some damn good defense, but their teams suck, and it kind of goes unnoticed. And sometimes to some I don't degree. Know. I don't know either. I'm just throwing it out there because mm-hmm. you know that's how I roll. But you know what? Who's your pick, Tim? I'll take Gobert for it to be safe. Safe pick. Safe pick. All right, two more, and we'll call it an evening. Rookie of the year. See, that's a tough one because I would have said Zion to begin with, but if he's going to miss two months, that might be a tough. Uh, tough one for him to get back in that discussion even if he plays really good uh, I don't know if you can win a, 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 a anything of the year award if you miss any amount of season or any significant amount so if he misses 10 or 15 games I, I don't know if I can count him in that discussion or not um, I, I kind of like uh, uh, White from Chicago Okay, Kobe White, that's a good pick actually um, Yeah, and uh, I mean the uh, I know uh, Morant was a, a big, big favorite yeah. of people's, but he had a horrific, or not a horrific, but he just he found out playing in the NBA wasn't as easy as some people think it is uh, in his first night out. And of course, well, our much talked about uh, Mr. Hero could also be in that running. But Kobe uh, White had uh, 17 and seven tonight for the Bulls. The reason so. I pick, the reason I'm going to pick him, and the reason I'm going to pick him is because Chicago, Chicago ain't got much else. So he's going to Very stand true. out there if he he's going to stand out there if he plays well. So he may get the nod. No, he played good tonight. Seventeen points, seven assists, three rebounds for Kobe White tonight in twenty-seven minutes on the court. Um, he actually he didn't start, but he got the majority of the minutes. So that's good to see for that kid. I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. Um, with Zion being out, I think it's Tyler Hero's to lose. He has shown me that he can shoot. He can play D. He's in a good system. He's got a chance to shine, and I think Tyler Hero is going to end up being rookie of the year. What did uh, did Cam Reddish play tonight? Um, I'm not a hundred percent. And if so, what did he do? Hold on, I'll find out for you if he's played tonight. Uh, Atlanta, do they play tonight? I didn't think they played tonight. I don't recall seeing. The I don't Hawks think they anyway. did. They did not play tonight. They played tomorrow. They played Detroit. Who was the uh, Who was the other Duke guy? R.J. Barrett. Is that who right. you're thinking of for the Knicks? Yeah, yeah. They are playing right what now. They are down. They are only down two to the Spurs right now. R.J. Barrett has 15 oh, points, not, not three rebounds. Bad. No, not, not a bad night bad. at all so far. Making, making uh, third leading scorer on the team, and he's uh He's actually leading the plus minus for New York at plus plus twelve, and the Knicks like just tied the game. Guys, it, it's nice to hear some new names. Um, it is, particularly for the teams that oh, and the Knicks take the lead. Um, yeah. the Jazz uh, are actually behind the Thunder the Knicks, right now. Got nothing to got nothing to cheer for the Knicks. I mean, good for them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take again Tyler Hero. So, but we'll see what happens yeah. there. Uh, hero tonight the the heat didn't have jimmy butler and they played the grizzlies and things kind of got a little sticky down there in miami for a little while but the heat are starting to pull away now um 
Ja Morant, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists for him. Let's see what Hero did tonight. Tyler Hero, nine points, eight rebounds, and an assist so far. As he played, he's played 32 minutes. Ja Morant played 25. So Hero, not the best night. But with no Jimmy Butler, he's going to get attention. So I'm sticking with him. game is, you know, it's not even oh, so absolutely. much the basketball necessarily. It's, uh, you know, the the whole I'm here in the show <laughs> and all that, you know, the mouths the mouth hang open for a little bit because it's different. And don't matter where you played your college ball at, it's still different. Absolutely. All right, Tim, the big award at the end of the year. Who's going to be the NBA MVP? Well, uh, I'm going to go not out on a limb here, but I'm going to say because I'm picking them to win everything, I'm going to take Kawhi Leonard. That's a good pick. Um, I think if they win, it's going to have to be because of him, and that means he should win it in my opinion. With multiple stars on the same team, it's hard to win an MVP, especially when you're on load management. So I don't think Kawhi wins it. He could. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't. He could. The NBA is notorious for not giving guys back-to-back MVPs just because they like to change it up. So I'm going to kick Greek Freak out. Uh, He deserved it last year. He deserved it last year, but I don't think he's getting it this year. Uh, Westbrook and Harden, not enough basketball to go around for either guy to be an MVP. I'm going to go, and I think Anthony Davis gets hurt. LeBron will play well, but I don't think he's going to win an MVP with the way he's playing. Steph Curry without Klay Thompson has a great shot, depending on what the Warriors do. But I'm going to go on a limb and say your your MVP of the league this season will be Joel Embiid. If, if I, the 76ers do well. Oh, I think they'll do well. I think that's why he's going to win MVP is because in the East, because they, I uh, think he will do well. They are putting the boots to the uh, Celtics now. Uh, yeah. And I think Embiid's going to have a great year. If if Embiid stays healthy, they're really not deep. He's going to have to play a lot of minutes. He'll be on the court a lot. I foresee him becoming the league MVP this year. Right now, Embiid, 15 points, 13 rebounds, three block shots. Not a great night for him, plus 16 on the plus minus, but still a fairly decent night as well for Embiid. So you're you're seeing there what, what we said, uh, the starters are all in the pluses. Yep. And then you go and then you go to the bench, and it's a slightly different picture. Yeah. 24 <laughs> points for Simmons, 15 for Richardson, 15 for Embiid. 13 for Horford, 13 for Harris, and then not one more person is even close yep. to double digits. And, then and that's going to be a problem. The, the pickings get slim, and in a, in, a, in a playoff series, that's going to be a problem. Yep. yep. But we, yep. we shall see. We shall indeed. But one thing you need to see is our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC and everything they bring to the table to offer. Let's hear more from Atomic Comics Collectibles LLC. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! 
Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And that's our good friends, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Thanks again to all of our sponsors tonight. The Law Office is the Stephen P. New Strip Cam Fund, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, Stay Classy Meets, and of course, my bookie. Head on over and show all of our sponsors some love. Well, Tim, that's our predictions, and that's going to wrap it up here for us tonight on Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, big uh, news update tomorrow. Wide Men Can't Score returns with indeed with Tim and uh, Motor City Mark. They'll be in discussing all the happenings for hockey. And a uh, good possibility there'll be a nice pick show this weekend, hopefully, depending on what's going on. Um if it's we'll we'll figure something out for our pick shows so make sure you're there check them out all the stuff coming your way on wide men can't jump lots of shows lots of updates stay tuned to twitter i'll be posting basketball picks tim hasn't been posting a lot of hockey picks yet i'm getting kind of mad at him about it not really but uh go check them out we'll have them all up here real soon yes i i concur all right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening in. It's been a fun show. I'm going to go catch my wolves in overtime here at the end of it. Tim, anything you want to add before we get out of here? I'm going to go check on Halle Berry. <laughs> Tim's checking on Halle Berry. You want an update on her? Follow us on Twitter at Wide Jump. We're on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find podcasts. Check out WideMenCan'tJump.com, Patreon.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. New Patreon content coming soon. We promise. It's all headed your way. We'll be back next week talking more NBA and all kinds of other stuff. As you've heard on some of our shows, you never know where we're going to end up. Tim, let's get out of here. Send us home. Peace, everyone. I ain't even got to say it. That's just something they know. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at WideMenCan'tJump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also at WideMenCan'tJump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts. They're available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com and by Cambay.com. Be sure to visit Cambay.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.